Hello? Who is this? Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay on the Line, a horror movie review. Wait, wait, no. Let me do it differently. <laughs> I, I'm going to switch it up. Hello, everyone. Ooh, bread month? Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to be doing something a little different this, this time around. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Stay on the Line, a horror genre podcast where we talk about horror-related content. And this week, we are going to be reviewing a horror genre movie slash kind of suspenseful and we're having a special kind of month going on so we started with Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and we had to just follow up with other queer iconic horror genre movies and I have a lovely guest this week you probably recognize them from like a couple of episodes ago like not even like a full 10 episodes ago it was literally that like, it wasn't that far ago. It's Paula the Intern. Yay! I'm or Intern back. Paula, sorry. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's fine. Wasn't it like Paula the Intern was a good drag name and then Intern Paula is my actual name? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Your first name is actually Stan. Your first Stan. name is Stan and your Government. last name is Lexi. So. Don't, don't dox Don't dox <laughs> <laughs> And this week... We are going to be reviewing the movie, The Perfection, directed by Richard Shepard, starring Logan Browning, which we stand Logan Browning, beautiful. They're playing Lizzie or Elizabeth in this movie. You might recognize Logan from Dear White People. That's what I, the TV show. And the Bratz live action movie. I was going to say, wait, I saw (laughs) that she was like in the Bratz movies, right? I think there was only one. Okay, I, I didn't I didn't watch them. I never got into Bratz. No, me either. But for some reason, I loved that movie as a kid. I think maybe because I had a crush on her. But it was, it's so bad. It's not even good, bad. It's just bad, bad. It's just bad, bad. It's like uh, very, very, I wouldn't even say subtly. It's just racist. Like literally wait. one of them, I don't remember because I don't know Bratz. But like one of them who's supposed to be the Hispanic one, I remember one of the first scenes is she wakes up she gets ready she goes downstairs and she's in her kitchen with like her grandma and there's just a group of mariachis for no reason oh that's (laughs) so offensive it's so bad like the no one restaurants on cinco de mayo literally i don't even know why there was just a group of mariachis in her kitchen and the like the asian brat who was played by um what's her name i love her she was in pretty little liars she was mona on pretty little liars oh okay i know who you're talking about like her storyline is that she's supposed to be like the straight a student and like she's like it's so bad it's so bad not the asian stereotype and the hispanic and i don't know i don't remember what they did with logan browning storyline but probably just as bad Oh God. But yeah, Logan Browning, they they also were on Monet Exchange's talk show when this movie came out. Oh, so they had like an they had an interview together. It was really fun. And you know, check that interview out. And then we also have Allison Williams, who plays Charlotte. Or in my notes, I refer to her as Char because I just did not feel like writing Charlotte a lot of times. She is <laughs> a really good actress as well you might have noticed her as the girlfriend in get out 
Which uh, connection to our last podcast episode. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. Oh my what god. She was she played the grandma slash maid in Get Out. Oh, not me trying to search like the unfriended. unfriended. And I just I just typed in intern Paula. <laughs> 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 yeah, Betty in my gave notes? me uh, wait. What? <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. Um, <laughs> Betty Gabriel is the actress that was in Unfriended Dark Web. So yeah, a little connection. Wow. Uh, you have the mind of a mastermind. The 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 mind of a master. I have the mind of a master. <laughs> um yeah, in my notes I wrote AW and LB because I didn't remember their names. LB. Allison Lyndon Bays yeah. Johnson, of course. So um, but yeah, oh, Paula, how have you been? Let the world know. So that that that's who's in this movie. But how are you, how are you doing? Good. I've been chilling on Twitter. No. I think that's my that <laughs> that's no. my brand. Last time I said that I was a person on Twitter, and I'm still a person on Twitter. And like I said, we're all just like like really. If you like think about it, like we're all just like people on Twitter in this world. And some people need to get banned. Wait. <laughs> Terrible, the death penalty? No. <laughs> that went from zero to 100. We were just, I was literally going to say, we coexist as people on Twitter. And you said, some people need to be banned. And honestly, I agree. Banned for life. No. Oh my God. I, I, I wish like in the trailer for this movie, it's like, no one should strive for perfection. And then pose. I remember I was watching it again today and it was like play the perfection I was like real credits okay (laughs) end of the movie oh my god I'm you know what I have in my brain now the Brett's live action soundtrack oh god because there was this song I think it's called Brad Brad (laughs) Alicious okay no no (laughs) no what is it called what is it called Bratitude (laughs) <laughs> you, you know the the rat brat movie bratatouille <laughs> bratatouille <laughs> oh my god they say my bratitude no it's oh just god. an attitude no 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 because then i'm gonna look it up and i'm gonna get it stuck in my head and then i'll probably perform it so oh my god no you know which one there's the mean girl for her sweet 16 she, she does the song and it's like i'm the best no one's better than me i feel like i would like that one it's called It's All About Me. <laughs> uh, you know the song? It, it goes, uh, it's all about me. I'm the best. What's it called? It's all about me and I am <laughs> <laughs> Work. <laughs> no. You know it's all about me. Okay. That, okay, now I'm the, literally going to have to play that later. The movie is garbage, but the songs kind of slap. This movie, though, is actually pretty good, especially the editing. Uh, it has an award in editing, I'm pretty sure. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember what award it was, but they got an award for editing, and they also got an award in 2020, which is weird because this movie came out in 2018. But they got an award in 2020 for like best release of a non-theatrical movie. It's so well executed. Like, there's two twists in the movie that are just both executed so perfectly. Yeah. Ugh, I love this. I didn't I'm know where this movie was going. Me either. Like, I remember. Because, like, the bus ride and everything and everything that happens, it's just, like, half the movie. And then I'm like, what happens now? Mm -hmm. But I would like to now say that this movie is a romance. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. It is very, 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 very horny sexual, ladies. (laughs) 
big, big boob. Actually, they don't really have big boobs and that's okay. Mommy milkers. Mommy milkers come in all sizes. It's a, it's a, it's more of a lifestyle, more of a headspace. It's a naughty movie. This is a naughty movie. And it works even more because their characters, the actors have such good chemistry Mm-hmm. that you're like hooked like even after you see the first twist you're like you can tell that Allison Williams character is still clearly in love with Logan Brown's yeah character. and and like okay so first before we get more into it Paula can you give us like a quick synopsis of the movie that's a non-spoiler one which is going to be really I, hard because there's like six there's six plot twists I looked this up on Google and literally the plot is a troubled musical prodigy and a new star pupil embark down a sinister path. That's it. <laughs> I mean, like, how that's how true. do you how do you give a synopsis of this movie without spoiling anything? Yeah, because it it gets there's so many like things that pop up like right away that are like, okay, you would have to watch the movie to be like, okay, that's dope, or then to be like, oh, what the fuck. So I guess like we can just like get right into it. I don't know if I asked you like what have you been up to like in terms of like you got any like projects going on? Um, you are in STEM, so uh, and I and I wanted to say something. You have changing lights in your room. You used a, a remote earlier, and I was like, wow, this girl boss is in STEM, and yeah, literally. Oh, I'm gonna have a seizure. She put on <laughs> you put on all your flashing lights. Uh, I hosted. And I made show Jeopardy recently. Yeah, I, to- I, I totally missed it because I thought it was later in the month. And then it was like the first, like the moment I started seeing post of it, it was when it already happened. And I was like, oh. Oh, it was so much fun. Um, It was for the I show patrons, me and, and this girl, Milena, who's like the Discord server person. Mm-hmm. She's so smart. I have no fucking clue how she did all that. But we basically, yeah, I basically just like wrote up the questions because Peter, another patron, he was like on the Discord. He was like, wouldn't it be fun if we did a Jeopardy? And I was like, because I've never taken one thing as a joke. I was like, actually, can I do this? Yeah, it kind of happened. It was so much fun. Darby and Chan were there. Alexis was on a plane, unfortunately, but she did pop in for a little bit. She was like, I don't know y'all like that. No, it was very cute because we played, um, oh, this is this is what I've been up to. I wrote a song for Alexis's birthday. Yeah, I had like I haven't heard it, but like I had heard that you had done it. Yeah, it's called Danny Boy. Oh, oh <laughs> my god. Can you can you give us a little tease of your EP? That'd be funny cuz I cuz I did write one for uh Darby's birthday already. It's not until July, but inspiration. Oh my god. So, an EP coming soon. No, just kidding. Um A pussy? Is that what EP stands for? <laughs> No, <laughs> no, ill pussy. Ill it, oh my pussy. god, Scarlett Adams tease. Um, oh, I don't know who that is. I don't watch that show. I really don't watch that show. Are you really not watching it? No, I watch. I I watch the IMHO review, but I I have no interest in watching Down Under. It's pretty bad, especially because like the people who were amazing left first. It was like a commercial for like yeast extract like Vegemite and Scarlett Adams basically made the whole thing about how vaginas are gross at some point she was like ew beef curtains or something which like extremely disrespectful and I just think we should like stray from the narrative of like gay men finding vaginas gross because it's Mm -hmm. 
not only fully transphobic, but just like so misogynistic in nature. And yeah, I hate it. I hated it. And that's been your moment with intern Paula. (laughs) (laughs) No, a lot of people are talking about it because like the whole episode was like RuPaul called her out on blackface and still didn't kick her off the show. Yeah, she was like, and you're the winner of this week's challenge. <laughs> Literally, I'm convinced that's why she didn't kick her out because she's won three challenges for no reason. Yeah. Anyways, this movie. Anyways, this movie though, it's an open setting with a dead mom. I think she's dead in this. She's just laying there, and Charlotte is there, and she can <laughs> literally hear these two women talking about her that are like five feet away, and they're like. What is this fucking dumb bitch going to do with her life now that her mom is dead? Because all she ever did was take care of her mom. Because, and even, like, the scene immediately after is when she calls Anton, I think was his name. And she goes, so my mom finally fucking died. Literally says she finally died. Yeah. This mother is a piece of yeah. Oh, Treat my mom. My my mom finally died. She she had a stroke, and you know I've been taking care of her. XOXO. Anyway, <laughs> so what are you up to, bestie? Literally, like, <laughs> what a dumb bitch finally <laughs> fucking died. Speaking of that, so Charlotte had gone to a music academy to play the cello, but then when her mom had a stroke, she had to stop playing it. So after when her mom died, she tries to reconnect with her like mentors, as I use that in quote in quotes, and it's. Antoine and I guess Paloma is just his wife, but also a teacher there. They are in Shanghai. This is where like the beginning of this film like takes place is in Shanghai. So they meet up at this party because they're there's like a they're trying to find like a new prodigy cellist, cellonist, musician. Cellonist. Is it isn't it celloist? Celloist. Or in Spanish, Chelista. <laughs> okay, work. <laughs> <laughs> but they're there. And like, so they're talking about like Lizzie, uh, Lizzie, who's like the prodigy that followed Charlotte, like literally right when Charlotte was leaving the academy, Lizzie was like walking up next to her and was like, hey, bestie. Oh, you're leaving. Okay, bye. Yeah. And-, and then they, their eyes meet. And it's love at first sight. And this is a meet cute. Yeah. This is a love story. Yes. It's very gay right after They're giving each other gay eyes. And after Antoine is giving, you know, Lizzie this whole like speech on how she's great. He's like, oh, and Charlotte, her mom just died. (laughs) And it's amazing because she's here now. (laughs) Make some noise. I feel so bad for her mother. <laughs> Literally gets shit on so many times in this movie. And I wrote down, puts out her business, dead woman. Like, just says <laughs> that to everybody. Oh, my God. And she's, like, crying. Like, you can see she's so sad about it. Yeah, she's, like, having flashbacks of, like, trigger warning, self-harm. But she's having, there's going to be a lot of trigger warnings in this podcast. I'm going to say that up ahead. Trigger warning for self-harm, sexual abuse, rape all that stuff but yeah she's having like flashbacks like you know everyone's like mm-hmm, dead mom and she's like literally like oh my god i had electroshock therapy 
and self-harmed and it was not the moment this movie is a love story but also very tragic (laughs) yes i also i just see in my notes in one line there's nothing else in this line it just says lesbian stare i wrote the same thing hold on when (laughs) i said it's not it's not a lesbian movie without some stairs lesbian stare can you see it probably not no you can't (laughs) see it i can't can't even understand what is that handwriting Oh, it's Levinthian. Oh, I see it. I see it. I see it. Lesbian stare. I see it. Lesbian stare. You know, uh, to follow the red scare of the uh, 70s and 80s, it was the lesbian stare that followed. (laughs) Honestly, like it's not it's not a lesbian movie without it. Oh, it feels incomplete. You get so much of it because like they finally like introduce each other and Elizabeth is like, or not Elizabeth, Charlotte is like, oh my God, I love your work. You're amazing. And then Lizzie's like, no, you're amazing. I was so giddy the whole time. Cause like, it really felt like so natural and the chemistry between them is insane. So the whole time I was like, okay, kiss. Okay, kiss. Okay, kiss. Okay, now kiss, please kiss. And you would think they had known each other for a while, but they only saw each other once when they were like 13. And now they're like, you're the love of my life, which is like, okay, I know a man wrote this movie, but this it seemed like a lesbian wrote it because they're already trying to get married <laughs> within five minutes of knowing each other. Yeah, one of them had to be like, I have the U-Haul parked outside, Jonah. Well, yeah, yeah, she was like, um, you know, I haven't had a vacation in, in years. You should come with me for two weeks. For two weeks, they just knew each other for one night. She was yeah. like, "Come with me." Come with me, and well, they did come together because later that night they what they. <laughs> but also, Logan Browning's top energy in oh, this movie very much. Dommy mommy, <laughs> dommy mommy. <laughs> so. <laughs> After they have like a quick little like get together and talk, this is when their like cello performance begins. So they have like a couple musicians. <laughs> They're all performing <laughs> to see like who's the best. And both of them are the judges, which I was like, what a coincidence. And they're just like, they're like, oh, we already know who's going to win. So let's gossip about some stuff. So they point over to like the kids' parents and they're like, that one's actually fucking that one. And look, they're going to do it right now. And oh my God, I wrote it down. Logan Browning's character goes, that gets me wet. And it's a wet. close, it's a close up <laughs> on her lips too. <laughs> on No, it's a close up on her lips, whispering it to Allison Williams. Yeah. It's just, I wrote, this scene is so sexually charged for no reason. Maybe the violins. And it was, there weren't even violins, there were cellos. cellos I was yeah. too distracted. I was too distracted. It's like, it's so perfect. Like this scene, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. Because like the the cellos in the background and everything happening and like so perfectly placed the whole thing. I was, mm-hmm. oh, I'm obsessed with this movie. Yeah. Just like the whole setup of the, like the framing is really good and how they layer everything. Because, I mean, we'll get to it, but when they both have to perform a song together the music is overlaying their like night out later so they go like partying and drinking 
and literally funking and like the 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 cello music like cuts out and it's just Charlotte like moaning and everyone's like applauding like yay but it's not like finally it's like the audio is just from a different time and it's like it because yeah finally because that was her she lost her virginity to yeah to Lizzie what a what a way to lose your virginity yeah and then drug the person right after I was gonna say like the beginning of this is like very bottom energy from Allison Williams but then like halfway through I'm like oh no this is a top yeah <laughs> it it's kind of like wild like how many turns this movie takes because th- there's like this little underlying thing in the beginning that doesn't go anywhere but they like witness this guy he starts like vomiting throwing up and he's got a bloody nose and I was like oh and they're like oh no it's that virus from down south I was like virus oh are we uh did we predict the pandemic before it happened i love the little like seeds that the movie like watching it a second time you're like oh like there's a part where allison williams why do i keep saying i don't know her name Charlotte charlotte asks her do you ever think about leaving and lizzie goes no absolutely not they're my it's my life it's my family everything so that's the first part where we're like okay this girl is like very in it she asked her that after she sees her tattoo so when you first watch this movie you're like tattoo whatever you don't think about it second time you watch this movie you're like oh my god she notices that tattoo that's when she starts pressing her questions lizzie saying like she would never leave the academy charlotte at the other hand is like no i'm fine with never going back i play but i'm like an amateur and i'm just i feel so free playing on my own i don't have to worry about anton And, oh, there was a very important line. It's what's expected of us. So Lizzie said, we have to, uh, we have to strive for like perfection. It's what's expected of us. And the first time you hear this, your first time watching it, you're like, I don't think anything of it because then Charlotte goes, I like don't miss hearing that. So like the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I know what that means. Like foreshadowing. So they, they had their whole concert thing they fuck it's the next day and this is when lizzie is like let's go on vacation i'm hungover though and although i do want to say the sex scene you better say it you're not gonna just skip over the sex scene because i want to talk about the sex scene (laughs) it's so like this movie i think it knew what it was doing when it was like building up a lesbian romance because like Mm -hmm. the sex scene it would not be a lesbian sex scene without the hands caressing like nondescriptive body parts mm-hmm. very like the close-up of just like a hand going over maybe a leg maybe a hip maybe a stomach the back of the knee <laughs> the back of the knee mm-hmm. I and then like all of that it's it the build-up is perfect the cellos the night out them like sneaking out it's like Ooh, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be doing this and it's they I feel like they definitely feel like they shouldn't be doing it oh hands down because of all the pressure and everything and it's just I love it it's a great sex scene definitely up there I don't know if I recall I don't think we actually see breasts in this movie we see ass but it's not like sexualized ass it's just like her getting out of bed but I don't think we actually see like nipple the whole breast kind of yeah. I thought that Maybe was like tasteful. as a silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing breasts is fine, but like in most Hollywood movies, if you're going to see a woman's breast or like yeah, literally basically women's breast, they film it to where it's supposed to be like grossly sexualized. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah. 
in this movie, even though it was a sex scene, it didn't feel like it was that gross sexualized. Does that make any it sense? It felt like the like the natural progression of the scene, mm-hmm. basically. And then That's they it. wake up and they're very hungover. Lizzie's really hungover. Charlotte's just like sitting there like, I'm plotting my plan and it's going <laughs> to go really south. In the perspective of when you're first watching this movie, you think that Charlotte is giving Lizzie ibuprofen, which even if it was ibuprofen, she's like, here's some alcohol to drink it down. I'm like, why would you? Yeah, I think a five-year-old would know not to drink medicine with alcohol. It's, I don't know if you, if anybody ever told you this, but when I was very hungover, my friends would be like, just take a shot of vodka, just like down a beer. It'll, it'll take away your hangover. And never. I did it once and then I threw up the whole day. So it's not true, but, (laughs) (laughs) but they do say it. So I do. I was like, okay, it makes sense that she's saying this. But with medicine though, like ibuprofen medicine, you need to take ibuprofen with like food. I feel like we've lived very different lives. (laughs) How do you take medicine? I'm pretty sure with ibuprofen, you're supposed to take it with food. Cause even when she was like, she downed like six pills in the bus She's like, oh, you should take that with food. And she's like, I'll be okay. But I feel like I've definitely, don't do this. I'm an idiot, oh but I've God. definitely in the past. Are you spreading misinformation? <laughs> I thought you were in STEM. What's yeah, the I made I made one Instagram filter. I'm in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> so they are now going on this like backpack, small, how would you describe this? Just like a small trip. Like they don't want to do it like a luxurious trip they wanted to go like the back way kind of trip like yeah it's just lizzie's like i just want as far from like five stars first class as possible so basically like a little trip in a public bus and there was this part where charla is like we could just go back to the hotel and like watch pay-per-view and eat junk food and do whatever yeah i think that would have worked better for her if she like hallucinated the whole thing in the hotel room yeah but okay i'm gonna write it down because i have to get back to this point (laughs) i have to write it down because it only makes sense when we like tell what happens first they make it to the like they buy their their bus tickets and they stop to get some food because lizzie isn't feeling good like she looks really bad like looks already dehydrated and the food that she gets does not look good either no offense to sorry to this man um but the food did not look good And they just make it back onto the bus and Lizzie is already like getting the chills, cold sweat, like the grossness. My my family says machala and that's like, like knocking on wood Mm -hmm. because I do not miss that. Yeah, it's, it's gross. And when they're on the bus, she like swipes at her back and she was like, what's that? Oh, it was just a bug, bug. but but there was no bug. That is so beautiful. Like psychologically speaking. A psychosis isn't an easy thing to trigger, especially if you're like triggering something specific. Yeah. But this girl was like, ooh, a bug. Ooh, a bug. That's it. You feel bad? Okay, we're going to see more bugs later then. So (laughs) after Lizzie takes a lot more drugs on the bus, even though Charlotte's like, you shouldn't take that much. She does it anyways. They're driving on the bus. And I like the, the the small detail of Charlotte. She's playing like like upbeat music, which you wouldn't expect from like a musician that plays the cello. She's like playing this little game with this girl. And then <laughs> Lizzie is like, 
we need to stop this bus. She looks like that one time I puked in the shower from how hungover I was. Not puked in the shower. I, I, I'm not going to say I puked in the shower, but when I was like, oh my God, I need to throw up, I stepped out and then I threw up in the toilet because this is how my room was where I lived. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm, I'm just going to wash up in the sink. And I take two steps forward and then I throw up in the sink. It's just so bad. Like this whole, they, they did it perfectly. Cause I fully felt like Lizzie trapped in this tiny little bus, just wanting to throw up and like thinking of the cold sweats that I, that you have when you're horribly, horribly hungover. Yeah. I loved it, but I did. I do not miss that feeling. Yeah. It's a I, terrible feeling, especially like having the flu. Like the last time I had the flu, I was just like, I'm going to die. This is terrible. But she, she not only has to throw up, Paula, what else does she need to do? Oh my God. She shits on the side of the road. Because so she, they're like trying to get the bus to stop, you know, of course, someone who's been taking care of their mom the whole time in like Minneapolis does not know Mandarin. Charlotte's yelling at this bus driver in English and then some guy on the bus is like helping. They're just screaming at her. And when they get the bus to stop, Lizzie is just like standing like, if I move, I'm going to shit myself. I'm going <laughs> to shit myself on this bus in front of everybody. It's very camp. Oh my God. <laughs> it's not bad. It's camp. <laughs> I, I just, I, ooh, that like element of it just like really stepped it up in my brain of how terrible she was feeling. Cause like she could have been the same being like, oh my God, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, help me. I'm dying. And if she wouldn't have shit her pants, I would have been like, she's fine. Yeah. But she shit her pants. Yes. No, she shit her legs all over her legs on the side of the road. Yes, like pee-pee poo-poo. And you hear like a little <laughs> bit of it. You you hear like, <laughs> like you hear a little bit of the Foley in the background. So poo-poo she pee-pee. eventually, yeah, poo-poo pee-pee. We all like that. They're, they're outside and you just see the bus driver like cleaning like the inside. The bus driver is an <laughs> asshole. And I love how like Charlotte treats him. Because eventually when they do get kicked off, like Charlotte's like, okay, we're out of here. Hey, fuck you. And like walks away like to the bus he driver. He sucked. They, they don't get kicked off the bus then. They get back on and it's the walk of shame. It's Lizzie going like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to everyone. Like, <laughs> I am sorry. And they're all, yeah. they're all terrified because they, they have this, they've heard rumors of this virus, which this movie aged like milk because oh my yes. god a virus we all have to us watching this movie when we first watched it are probably like oh whatever it's a movie like this but now we're like the, the girl offers her a mask and the guy says it's it's to make us feel better not for I her literally be said better. not the mask but also I feel like it was there were some I think it was one person who was like disgusted so I feel like it the bus fully smelled like shit oh for sure she probably she probably pooped a little bit on her on the way out because she was like, do not move me. If I move, I'm going to poop. And it's this tense scene of her like walking down the bus aisle. Like I'm going to, you know what this reminded me of? It reminded me of your favorite movie. What's my favorite movie? Green Inferno. Oh my God. Oh my God, you're right. Because <laughs> doesn't a lesbian like poop her, sh- like, like shit herself too in that movie? what is it about lesbians and horror movies and shitting your pants queer representation (laughs) oh my god i forgot about the 
lesbian shitting her pants on Green Inferno. Pee pee poo poo, everybody. Pee pee poo poo. Pee pee poo poo. They're driving for a little bit, and Lizzie just starts to like really freak the fuck out. Because at first she thinks she's like calm, and then she just like opens her eyes and starts looking around, like trying to open up the window of the bus. She throws up on the glass and great gaslighter that Charlotte is. She's like, is that bugs? Which you don't really see bugs from other angles. So you're like, I don't think there's bugs. But then Lizzie looks at it again and you just see a bunch of maggots in her vomit. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about this later. We'll talk about it later. Paula, real quick. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking more about lesbians. And then this movie too. (laughs) Green Inferno. Hey guys, if you're listening this far into the podcast, I need you to go to iTunes or anywhere that you can review your podcast. And I would love it if you left a rating and a review on this podcast. It would mean a lot, preferably five stars and a good rating. And just leave a comment there. A positive one. Don't call me an idiot or anything like that. That would be kind of mean. And if you hear that, that's Sunny in the background. She's here for this ad break. You're going to hear her on every episode that there's going to be an ad break now. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Uh Can I do one in Spanish? Sure. Bienvenidos. Estás escuchando al podcast de Data Card. Stay on the line. Si estás escuchando, lo puedes encontrar en iTunes, Google Podcasts y donde quieras que puedes escuchar el audio de Stay on the Line. Por favor, deja cinco estrellas si puedes de todo este comentario que vamos a hacer. Gracias por todo y tengan buena noche. Yeah, what she said. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Gracias. Or how Americans say, Dana da. Thanks, Dana da. <laughs> now, Paula, would you like to welcome us back into the episode? I'm going to do it the exact same way I did last I, time. I was hoping you were going to do that. And <laughs> did I even? I'm such an idiot. Hold on. What did it? <laughs> <laughs> You're posing. You're posing. I'm like, I'm getting into the mindset of a straight white man. Oh, you don't want to do that. It's like, hey guys, what's up? As always, don't forget to like, don't forget to smash that subscribe button because this is stay on the line, baby. Number one Twitch. I don't know. Oh, I'm number one in nothing. Probably like in terms <laughs> of viewers, one. <laughs> one viewer. Oh my Shut God. Up. And we are reviewing The Perfection. Okay. Right. I feel like um, Charlotte is the definition of gaslight, gatekeep. Girl boss. boss. I literally thought that too. I said, these girl bosses are gaslighting in this movie and we love this. <laughs> yes. So Lizzie starts, she throws up and she thinks that there's bugs in her vomit, like maggots. And she's freaking the fuck out. And everyone in the bus is like, oh my God, this American on here is freaking the fuck out and it's making me very nervous and to make all matters worse lizzie just starts smashing her fucking head into the the bus window that was rough i oh that was like literally the peak of me going like okay this girl really thinks she's gonna die yeah she literally was like i'm dying which mind you this is the worst second date ever because this is technically (laughs) their second date and yeah. not, not only is like she feeling sick, but you just helped her like clean poo poo pee pee off of her legs. 
in the street after she was just like telling you how much she was gonna shit herself and now she's bashing her <laughs> fucking head into a window like i mean lesbians lesbians they'll do anything <laughs> for each other they eventually get kicked out of the bus because yeah your friend's smashing her fucking head into the bus window so we gotta get this bitch out of here so they get kicked out and they one of the guys the the only guy that can speak english on the bus is like hey i'm gonna send for help but you gotta walk this way until you find the small little village there may be a lot like a doctor there so they start walking this is when she tells the bus driver fuck you like really quickly i love it because she's like in between conversations like okay we're getting the bag hey fuck you and then it's just so genuine and so they start walking and lizzie starts freaking out more and she's like scratching at her arms she's like the bugs are inside me so us as an audience viewer we see like bumps in her arm of like bugs and they eventually like burst out and then she throws up more and it's like spiders are running out and then I like I really like Charlotte's reactions because the acting seems questionable at first because you 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 just hear her going oh my god what the fuck is that like I don't know what the fuck like and it seems like very fake, which makes sense once this whole sequence ends. But she's like, oh my God, you know what you need to do? And just has a fucking cleaver, butcher's mm-hmm. knife. But queen of yes and. Yes and, yes and, yes and. Yeah. This plan wouldn't have worked if she wouldn't have the yes and mentality. Yeah. Oh, her and Auntie Chan would get along with each other. <laughs> yeah, for no, that was so weird. She was just like, oh, I wonder what's inside my coat. It's a butcher knife. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like Lizzie was like, okay, work. We're going to go with she this. Didn't even she, question it. Yeah. She's like, you know what we have to do, right, Lizzie? Which I, you know, I understand like she's drugged and she's probably thinking, yeah, this is what I have to do. So she takes the butcher knife and she cuts off her own fucking arm, which I'm like, how would that even solve anything? But okay, work, diva. She chops her hand off. Yes, her own hand. How do you, that's terrible. I don't like, I don't think I could do it. I I feel like I would just die on the side of the road. Yeah, because honestly, like I, I watched the Saw movies and there's like one Saw track where they have to cut a piece of their body off to like, outlive the other and I'm like I don't think I could literally do that or that one uh oh I love this movie uh would you rather yes that has where um, he has to cut his eye does that have that girl from speaking of pitch perfect perfect. has the actress lesbians lesbians oh my gosh okay work um queer baiting queer baiting yeah they queer baited (laughs) in that movie too so yeah Lizzie cuts off her arm and then it's a cut and then suddenly we get a rewind. The movie starts rewinding. Like, it'll sort of laugh like, you know, see and, back at the hotel. Yeah, back at the hotel. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Guess which hole that came out of. No. We're <laughs> done talking about poop. <laughs> it was the front top hole, okay? It rewinds to the hotel. Oh my God. This is so perfectly executed. So they show the bottle of supposed ibuprofen, and it was. Her mother, her dead mother's dumb bitch. No. Um. That's how the movie treated her, though. Yeah. The movie was like, yeah, fucking ugly ass bitch. She got a stroke. Who cares? Like, that so dumb terrible. bitch's pills. <laughs> yeah. And it literally says, do not take with alcohol. And so, but she still does it. And it's like this whole plan just unfolding from Allison Williams' perspective. 
so perfectly done. But I do want to say, so the whole thing is that Allison Williams got into Logan Browning's head about how she's has bugs inside her from mm-hmm. this virus, right? So that she cuts off her hand. That's like her end game. She wants her to cut off her hand. I liked the beginning when she was like, oh, there's a bug when there wasn't a bug, no mm-hmm. bug that like plants a seed in her mind. Okay. That's great. I'm like talking, I'm like speaking as a psychologist right now for it to make sense. The first time she pukes on the window, she's like, oh my God, are those bugs? That's not how that works. Yeah. (laughs) I have a problem. I have a problem with this because you have to, if you're the Allison Williams in this situation, you have to let Logan Browning tell you what her hallucination is what her psychosis is so like a psychosis is her this break from reality and you never know what the brain's gonna do like even if you planted that there were bugs yeah what if she was just like i can't i don't see bugs what are you talking about exactly that that could have happened and that would have ruined the plan basically so in in the future (laughs) the next time she does this yeah yeah um charlotte if you do this again (laughs) Uh, let her tell you your her hallucination yeah. you first. have to yes and first but you can't just start <laughs> saying yes to a to an empty sentence it can't exactly. be a quiet room and you can't go yes exactly <laughs> exactly charlotte take notes but yeah that was that was my one concern with this plan but other than that where she was like oh my god there's no service and they had she had full bars yeah and she's also on the bus like looking up how to cauterize a wound i was like <laughs> no, wait how how to make a homemade tourniquet oh (laughs) yeah oh yeah yeah not cauterize (laughs) (laughs) okay so the question that i did have so when they go to to get food she like sees the butcher knife and she grabs it but i was like was her whole plan basically yes annie because what if they just didn't go like what if they just went back to the hotel like, was she going to cut off her hand in the end or like what was going to happen? I said, when did she plan out to cut out her hand? To cut exactly. Off her hand? I, I feel like she had to just like play it by ear because mm-hmm. like she didn't know that Miss uh, Lizzie was going to like her or anything. Like, I don't think she was like on her flight being like, OK, I'm going to fuck this girl and then I'm going to wake up and then she's going to invite me on a two week trip. And then uh, we're going to get food and I'm going to steal a butcher knife. And then I'm going to make her think that she has bugs inside her. And then I'm going to make her cut her hand off. This is literally Brokeback Mountain, but like they didn't even get to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even get to the mountain. No, no, because none of them die at the end. Well, well, they don't die. Not the, good, not the good people. And, and then you said something about the, the oh, okay, that was your point. Because I wrote down vomit maggots. But you just you just made that point about like she would have to say something first. Okay, there was this was just her whole idea to just get her arm cut off so that she would eventually leave the academy, which is like okay, you better you better fart, girl boss. Like you you better psychologically manipulate, girl boss. Literally, she yeah the whole maggot vomit thing was like a reverse yes and from Lizzie. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh my God, there are bugs in here. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the first time, so the first time I watched this movie, when I saw that first twist, I was like, oh, it's because she's jealous. She was jealous of like how famous she got 
and she didn't get her time in the spotlight like that's what I thought that's where my mm-hmm. mind went and I got very sad because 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 they make a really cute couple yeah well and even Lizzie thinks that too she's like this bitch is fucking jealous I mean she's sitting down with Antoine and Paloma and this is three <laughs> weeks later they just like they're like talking highly of like them two, like nothing happened because they just think that she disappeared and they're giving a whole tour to, uh, I think her name's Chang Lee, uh, Chang Lee and her mom, her mom is so like, like looks so sweet in this movie. She's just like genuinely happy for her daughter. Like, yeah. oh, my daughter's going to have a good education here at this prestige school. Logan Browning's character just pops up. And they're like, where the fuck have you been? Where is your <laughs> she arm? Just shows him the stump. Oh my God, that's yeah. so fucked up. Like, she looks like she was almost murdered. Yeah, she almost was because I think they, Charlotte wasn't even there when she got help. It was just they found Logan Browning's character. They found Lizzie just on the side of the fucking road, like bloody. She Googled how to do a tourniquet. She's <laughs> See, that's what I mean. She really like yes and to the point where she was just like, okay, how do I do this? Like, what if I did this right now? Like, what if I was just like so random and like made her cut off her own like hand? Like, okay, I have a I have a new synopsis for this movie. Okay. A couple of lesbian girl bosses and their journey in the yes and experience. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> the, the roommates the roommates because they do rewind a lot to tell you more about the roommates featuring the creepy off hand did you see the poster the poster on netflix is just a hand that's i feel like that's lingering in some spoilers it no no it's like a like a drawn like a silhouette of a hand oh oh i like that and i was like that's fucked up though it's a little fucked up speaking of fucked up so she's telling anton and paloma like, hey, this is what happened to me. It's so fucked up. I'm so glad I have you guys. And they're like, yeah, um, you can't live here anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Why am I, literally, why am I like this? I wrote in my notes, Paloma's Loki a MILF. You said Paloma is a MILF. I said Paloma is a bitch. <laughs> I literally wrote that Paloma is a bitch. Because she really is. Like, she calls her, like, she calls her something. And she's like, oops, sorry, I didn't mean to call you she's terrible she's the worst yeah um after anton but yeah that was so fucked up because like when she was having this conversation at the beginning uh with charlotte she's like they're my family they helped me they would never leave me whatever and then they're like you gotta leave yeah they they literally just they're like oh we'll pay for your house and all that but um you can't stay here sorry about it (laughs) oh man that's so they are they suck and on her way out, Lizzie punches a picture of Charlotte and then it cuts to Minneapolis. So Lizzie is at Charlotte's apartment or house. It's a house. It looks like a nice house. And she just like comes out and fucking tases this bitch and like kicks her to the floor, puts her boot on her face. I was like, this even this feels more sexual. Right? I was like kind of kinky. I was like, ooh. The next scene, because that, that one was like pretty short. Uh, they're back at the Beauregard Academy. I forgot what it's called. Bach. Yes, <laughs> I think it's Bach. Bochot. Bo- oh, back off. Back off. <laughs> back off. How did you say it? Bochot. Bochaff. <laughs> it's B-A-C-H-O-T-T. F-F-T. Okay. F-F. 
back off. Oh, they, they make it back to the academy and it's just Antoine and Paloma like in the car driving, like listening to classical music, which I like anytime that we see the other two characters, Lizzie and Charlotte. Now I can't remember their names because <laughs> you don't remember their names. And they're Sorry. listening to like hardcore, like upbeat music. And when it's Antoine, it's like classical and they pull up in front of their academy, which like it's a full ass academy, right? And their house. Yeah. Okay. I have some comments to make about that. So. At the end. Yeah, me too. They pull up to the gate and Lizzie's there. She's like, I have the, the bitch. I wonder how long <laughs> she was like, you know, thinking about that one. We get a nice little like a uh, trunk shot. It's not a, it's not a cool movie without a trunk shot. Of someone being inside of a trunk. Uh, Kill Bill does it. I'm pretty sure that Pulp Fiction does it too. She, and oh, Green Green Inferno. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I, I would have. I've been like, where is it? That when Sky Fieri is in the movie or whatever her name is. Lizzie abducted Charlotte to Antoine's surprise, and Antoine is now sitting in the room with Charlotte. Like, oh my god, Lizzie's like so random, like that. She's crazy. And Charlotte's like playing around too, like, yeah, she's crazy, but I needed to save her from you. I was like, okay, not you spilling the beans in front of this man. Like, literally. Is like giving him the whole like background story of like her being like, you're a terrible person and what you did to us wasn't right. And I'm like, um, ma'am, read the room. Like, unless you have a weapon, like, don't do that. I feel like they could have, I really think they could have approached this differently. Me too. I feel like, Again, yes, and they really this. I feel like they had no plan, and they were just like, "Okay, this is what we're gonna do." So they're talking about like I wasn't jealous because after she saw the tattoo that was on Lizzie's back, she had no, she knew what Lizzie had went through. So apparently, this is when we're gonna get into sexual abuse trigger warning because it's not fucking cool, especially in this movie. Well, yeah, yeah, it's it's really fucked up. So. Apparently Antoine, Paloma, all the teachers at the academy, which are only two other guys, which, okay, work. That doesn't seem fun. They have this weird kind of cult, godlike thing where in their music academy, they just sexually assault their prodigies to make them strive for, to be the perfection, like the perfectionist. Like anytime they fuck up, they get sexually assaulted. It's and it's so disgusting too because he's like justifying it by being like, We're helping you become a vessel of God. Yeah. And this is how we get it. Like, this is how you become perfect. Yeah. And they they basically were like, Oh, well, like it happened to me and it happened to all the other teachers and it happened to my grandfather and his grandfather. And I'm like, Okay, not you just being like, it's okay that you're sexually assaulted. I was sexually assaulted. So let's keep doing it. Like, that's not how that works. It's literally a nightmare. And it's so fucked up too, because he's like, well, what do you, what do you think? I, I love this. Like, but it's just tradition. I'm like, no, it, this, this ain't it, fam. And even worse, like the stage that she's in, it it's built for that. Like you can see mm-hmm. like the straps and like the the stage kind of like tilts yeah so the chair oh it's so gross I yeah hate it. speaking of the stage though so they beat the shit out of charlotte more and drag her down to the the chapel that's in the basement which i never mentioned the chapel earlier but that's where they they all bring their prodigies down there to like play the perfection song the perfection. and 
on the way down there because Charlotte is struggling. This is when I was like, is there no one else in this building that is hearing them like smash into things like screaming anybody else? Because we see it's Chen Lin. She's like there for the this little concert. So like apparently she doesn't live that far from here. So like if you're a student there and you're like just chilling upstairs and you suddenly hear a change of music from like the orchestra music that's always on to it's on. Yeah. I think you would go downstairs and be like, what is going on? Miss Paloma. Oh my God. (laughs) Literally has a knife in her bag. Uh, Before we get to that though. So they have this concert, which I love how this is shot and how this is framed. It's this, it's a really cool looking stage with this like circle, like background and Charlotte's wearing this cool red dress, which I'm like, how convenient was that? They had a dress that just fit her. She has her ankles like chained to the the stage so she can't go anywhere and what's really fucked up is they they're like oh you're gonna perform for us for the perfection if you succeed in the perfection we'll let you go and if you fail Chang Li why don't you come out here and like is suggesting that if she fails instead of assaulting Charlotte they were going to assault Chang Li and I was like and this little girl is just like oh my god isn't this fun like we're just like here to like have a private concert meanwhile so bad yeah because it's so it it I feel like it even makes it even more disturbing to think that they were that age when it first started to happen and like she was she played it and then the little girl's like yay this is so fun like it just it really shines a light on how gross yeah they are yeah because you know she's really just like innocent like I just got in this school and I'm getting my own like private concert this is amazing and but also like Chang Li is like very uncomfortable because Antoine is like touching her shoulders because I think we've all been in that situation. And also like they're having a full conversation of like, don't do it to her, do it to me. This isn't about her. And I know Chang Li was over there like, um, what are they <laughs> what? talking about? What are you guys talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been that kid where it's just like people are fighting and you're just like there. And yeah. oh, it's just so sad. And he's even yelling too. He scares her a little bit. I, I wonder if that girl actually did jump because his voice got like right? really loud. She's like, stop. Yeah. Like, so she's playing the, the cello, which I didn't bring this up. So there's a flashback of Charlotte when she's a kid doing this thing. And she messes up when she's doing the perfection. And she's very emotional from it because she knows what's about to happen. And this is when we get that line from the, in the beginning where it's what's expected for us. So basically when they fuck up, Antoine's like, okay, it's time to sexually abuse you. And the other teachers are just going to be here too. The good, not the good thing about this, but the thing I like about this movie is like, we don't actually see it happening. It's just more for our minds to be like, that's fucked up. Because I really don't want to see a scene where a man is like touching this little, like she's like 13, I think. I don't want to see that. That just sounds fucking terrible. I feel like they they did a good job of like encapsulating how trauma works. Because we mm-hmm. see like flashbacks of like maybe like a close-up of his face or something. And yeah, I like that way better than than seeing yeah something gross. I mean, we see a blurry nude body of him and that's all I needed to know. I didn't need to see anything else. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't even need to see that. 
I, I did like the, the scene where you just see her like staring off into the corner, just looking at the light underneath the door, just like wishing to run away from this. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I just like how that whole scene was framed just because yeah. of like, oh, just like that feeling of wanting to run away, but there's nothing you can do. It just sounds like really sad. Yeah, the, the how they frame the scenes in this movie, it just, it makes you feel like you're in it. Mm-hmm. And oh. It makes you uncomfortable too. It makes me fucking yeah. uncomfortable. So flashback to the present time of Charlotte doing this solo performance. She does fuck up. And the thing I do like about the editing is you can see like the, the camera go like this, like it jerks when she fucks up. So you as an audience member know she fucked up. But I would have been the little girl. The little girl's like, woo, that was good. You did That good, was Charlotte. great. Yeah. You didn't even miss a single note. Yeah. yeah. And everyone else <laughs> in the room is like, um, so what's going to go down? I forgot to mention is Lizzie is also just in the room, like in a tux, like just pouring drinks for everybody. I was like, looking Lord. great, looking yeah. hot. Yes, I love that she got her she got her hair fixed and literally like a whole outfit was ready for her for this moment. Yeah. They they're like teasing like, oh, Cheng Li. But then he's like, Paloma, can you take her to bed now? And he's like, what do you think? I'm a monster. I wouldn't do that for her. That that would be messed up. I'm not she still needs to get her tattoo. <laughs> like yeah. that's the only reason why. Yeah, so fucked up. And then a really gross line he says, because there's two other teachers. Uh I think it's Jeffrey and Theus, he's like, he says, like, get me when she stops biting, like, after they leave. Oh, I was gosh. like, ew, men are gross. And even um, Charlotte begs Paloma to, like, stop it. And she just goes, we do what we need to do. It's what's expected of us. Oh, my God. So gross. Yeah. I hate her. She's no longer a MILF. Yeah. She, she, is, she was never a girl boss never never oh my god so after like everyone leaves and it's just logan browning allison williams and the two other guys this is when you like you were saying earlier they like just have a a lever to just like set this person up to get raped basically so the two teachers are like about to start doing something and she goes wait i want to turn I want to go first. It's the least I deserve or something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she starts taking off her bandage to like imply that she's going to use the the severed limb Mm -hmm. to like, you know. Sexually assault, yeah. Yeah, that was, I I was very uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, I was like, like, we're really going to go there? Oh my God. And then we didn't go there. So I was very much thankful for Thankfully, because like she was being so gross about it. She's like, I usually use my fingers, but I hope your C word can take it. And I was like, what? Oh yeah, she literally says, now I know a man wrote this because what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I was like, that feels so like out of character for the yeah. that whole scene i mean i guess she was trying to yes and play it off and like but it was still very uncomfortable it, i mean it worked out because the other guys fell for it but then they're like <laughs> and they start choking i think probably like arsenic in their drinks no i think arsenic would have worked faster possibly i don't know they get drugged basically by Lizzie and then Lizzie and Charlotte embrace in a kiss and then it's a rewind and where are we back at the house back at the house so this is we also get a little bit of what happened after she chopped her hand off Mm -hmm. 
they're back there and she's like trying to explain to her that this was the only way that she was gonna see how much he does not give a shit about her obviously you know she just chopped her hand off she can't see clearly Mm -hmm. anything and then they keep having this conversation at the house and it was very satisfying to me as a person finally being it like you were right what pisses lizzie off the most is like you were fucking right are you happy like you were right and yeah the only thing that would have made her see that it was chopping off her own hand because they were brainwashed it really was because they were like charlotte's character she had to go to therapy because she was so brainwashed to feel like this whole ceremony cult shit was normalized for her when she was a kid because I mean at that age like it's fucked up like when you're taught things around that age especially like from like eight to like 13 15 like some of that shit might stick with you and you might think that shit is normal I took a criminology class I basically know everything so I watched CSI Miami I know what I'm doing (laughs) I watched Criminal Minds yeah I saw Willem play a dead sex worker I, I know what I'm doing. No, but you are right. Like in our human development classes, they did teach us like how formative those are, how malleable your brain is basically. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you see as normal, then your brain just registers that as normal. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's like a very hard thing to break out of. That's yeah. why every time you go to therapy, you're unpacking childhood trauma. Childhood trauma. And then we get a cut back to the present. This also, is great. I, I I forgot to mention this. We get these like little like sections of the movie where it'll just be like one memory and then like part two. So like this last one's called like four, a duet or something. It you just see. Paloma walk into Antoine's room and she's like a little like, you know, wobbly when she's walking in and then she pees herself. Not again. She pees. She pees herself and then the other two walk in. I like that Lizzie just like flicks her and she falls to the ground and there's a knife in her back and she was like, she didn't even... She was so uh, drug. I think it was Charlotte. Charlotte was like, she was so drugged. She didn't even realize we stabbed her. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. So fucked up, yeah. And then this is when we get like, uh, what was it? It's on. Uh, starts it's on, playing, yeah. And it's like, I don't give a damn about my reputation. Like, it seems like something uh-huh. kind of like that. The whole process that. of like, Lizzie is like fighting Antoine, like fucking him up. It's just uh, like, it seems like a GoPro is strapped to Allison. Charlotte's. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte's face because she's just standing there. Also, oh my God, wig reveal. We get a wig <gasps> reveal. Oh my God, she was Roxy Andrews. Like, <laughs> she just like the whole movie. How did, wait, but like, I don't really know that much about wigs. You do. But like, when you're, wig fall off while you're having sex unless that shit's this glued a- on <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was thinking like i don't think allison will charlotte knows that much because if she's been taking care of her mom her entire life i don't think she's out there learning about gluing on wigs <laughs> well i think between the three week period that's probably when she maybe like shaved her head okay because like what are we are we expecting uh charlotte just had her wig on when she got attacked in minneapolis like just in her home or maybe is that a continuity (laughs) error i feel like that might be a content because like i I have that wig i love that wig the implication is that 
she had to go through electroshock therapy for like all of this to kind of clear up a little bit. So I think that the therapy had had to go on before her plan. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess she, maybe she just wears that wig on a regular basis. We don't know her like that. Yeah. And she was like, I might be having sex tonight. I'm going to glue it down. <laughs> she said, let me get the, the got to be out. Yeah. Because Logan Browning's a top. Yes. Um, and then in this situation, they they top Antoine. They beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> it, it, it gets really fucked up because at one point, she um charlotte gets knocked to the ground and she's she's <gasps> clearly like very out of it she's yeah. she's probably like really in shock of everything that's going on and she's just having flashbacks of her like daydreaming about getting out of here like running away she gets she snaps back to it because lizzie's asking to like grab the knife so she tries to grab the knife but this Antoine is the worst grabs- part this yeah. is the worst part this is I I don't even know why they just randomly put this in this movie because it's so bad. But Antoine grabs the knife and he's over her and he goes to stab at her. So he stabs into her left forearm and instead of like yanking it out, he just pulls the knife down and you see everything. Like he's just like zipping back and forth in her arm. Which is like they didn't show like they showed a little bit, but not the whole thing of when. Uh, Lizzie chopped her arm off mm-hmm. so the fact that they like so explicitly slashed a knife through somebody's forearm oh mm-hmm. my god and you can see all of it you can see the like the things snapping and oh no yeah like, like you can see like the inside like you could see through her arm I think Lizzie gets the upper hand and just like fucks him up more and then they just get him down which you think oh my god he must be dead at this point but then the next scene is coincidentally so lizzie lost her right arm and well she okay lizzie lost her wrist like her hand but charlotte lost basically from the elbow to the hand after this so she must have had gotten you know seen for it right i was thinking about this so they're playing the the cello for i almost wanted to say dave chappelle for some reason antoine (laughs) Dave Chappelle is in this movie. Yeah, he was uh, the he was the one of the bugs in the vomit. No, he. I think because they're in a chapel. I was thinking chapel, chapel, chapel. Sure. But they're in the chapel, which and they're and they're they're in these nice uniforms. So it was like, okay, how much time has passed to where they've gotten treated and a whole arm amputated, and also Antoine is there, but he has no body limbs and is just like hooked up to an IV. And I'm like, how is this working? This was so pleasing to me. I loved it. They like sewed his eyes and his mouth and he's just like surviving through a tube that's going up his nose mm-hmm. and he's just like sitting there with no arms and no legs. Oh, I love that. And I think it really comes confirms how meant to be they are that one of them lost the right hand and one of them lost yeah. the left hand. So now they can play the cello together. together. And I, that's what they do. That's what they, yeah. And I think it's a very hard thing to do. That seems very um, hard. Very, very hard thing to do. Cause I, I don't play the cello, but I play a little bit of guitar and I've tried to do it. Like one of my friends, I would just be like, oh, just strum the guitar and I'll like play the chords. Didn't yeah. work. Yeah, it's very hard. You're, you're basically just relying on somebody else to be like, okay, if I go this way, like, it'll be fine. And you have to time it right. You would have to time it right because you don't know what the fuck they're doing. 
Well, but I guess this whole movie establishes that they're prodigies. So maybe it's like... Yeah, true. Our dumbasses being like, pee-pee-poo-poo, don't know how music works. <laughs> and them being like child-like prodigies in music. But that was the movie. Yeah. And to conclude it, my last note is one-armed lesbians playing the cello together. My new favorite trope. <laughs> Mine just said they amputate Antoine's limbs. That's literally... <laughs> I love that you keep saying his name wrong. Isn't his name Antoine? Or, no. Anton. Anton. Oh my God. Where did the W come from? <laughs> Anton. Wait, how He's long? Have, how long have I been saying Antoine? You I keep like whole time. alternating. <laughs> you know what? He was a fucking rapist. So fuck that dude. Fuck him. He doesn't deserve a name. Legitimately. Also, justice for Cheng Li. Hopefully, she does get her college. Uh, scholarships yeah what happened to do you think i feel like in my universe my dreamland they took over the academy and they were great teachers i think that's what happened yeah and then they just have a body down there <laughs> as one does <laughs> we're just yeah the lesbian uh, music teachers who keep a body in the basement yeah just a, a blob literally <laughs> blob, not no even a body. yeah how did you feel about this movie i love it it's a love story it's a thriller it the twists are great i loved it 10 out of 10 would recommend i'm like when the twists are so out of nowhere to where you had to do a rewind twice in the movie it's like what the fuck yeah exactly and one time like the first twist you just went back to the hotel and you were like, okay, I get what, what's happening. But I feel like the editors for the second twist were like, if we just go back to her house, nobody's going to fucking know what's happening. So they actually had to do the. <laughs> also, like this just like took a whole, I thought it was going to be like a weird, like possibly like virus zombie movie because they're like, oh, virus. And then it just, that didn't really go anywhere. It was just like this. It just coincident. She really did play by ear because she she saw that there was a virus when she was there, and she was like, "You know what would be crazy?" And my psychotic brain, I would yeah. do this. This is my in. Yeah. Yes, and yes, and the movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I would ask how would you survive this movie, but I think it's pretty straightforward. Just kill men that deserve to die. Not all men. Just no one and in the comments. Paloma. Paloma. Yeah. Kill Paloma. She's a bitch. I wish I was in this movie. Are you kidding me? Are you sure? Because would you be the musician? No, I would just be um, outside of the whole situation. But then there's a meet cute and it turns into a rom-com. Work. That's, then, a, that's the sequel. It's a rom-com and I'm the third. And and <laughs> they, uh, they what do they do to you? They, um, they gay bait you. What is it called? Queer bait? <laughs> what are they? What do they do? They lesbian bait you? What do they call it nowadays? I don't know this shit. No. Yeah, this is Pitch Perfect 3 again, and I get queer baited again. Again. Now, Paula, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Stan Lexi. That's, yeah. And if you, if you need to know what that name originates from, watch episode, I think it's 18 of the podcast. Yeah, I can't, I can't tell it again. It's too traumatic. I will start crying. <laughs> and my name oh my god I don't even think I introduced who I was in this podcast I realized I didn't do that for the first part like the last episode I literally just said my name at the end of the podcast 
<laughs> work. Um, I'm Tara Card. That's T-E-R-R-A-H-C-A-R-D. You can find me on most platforms under that name. And you can find this podcast under Stay on the Line Podcast on Instagram and Stay on the Line TC on Twitter, which is basically just my personal Twitter now. Yeah. Um, do you have anything that you need to plug or any upcoming things for you? I know you're, you're about to finish up your school right I have like a month left I think yeah I'm a little busy with school right now but I'm always very active on my Twitter just go follow that period for 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 future birthday songs (laughs) future birthday songs and for IMHO content IMHO that's that is basically my Twitter account if you like IMHO you'll probably like my Twitter account but that does conclude the (laughs) podcast I'm gonna cut all that out so it just seems like we're laughing at nothing until next time make sure y'all stay on the line bye bye